Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 636 with our review of Love and Monsters. I'm Christopher Schnezzi. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest films coming to a streaming platform near you. Um, this week, we're talking about a little film that I think is available to rent on many different uh, VOD platforms. I assume we both rented it on iTunes. Yeah. So that's where we saw it. Um, but yeah, this this kind of just came out of nowhere. Right. I hadn't heard anything about it. In fact, the only reason I knew it existed was because Carson texted me telling me, because, you know, he likes to text me and say, like, if you like this, you should like this instead. Yeah. Uh, and in this case, he said, like, I know you like Shithouse, but Love and Other Monsters is like my coming of age movie that you should watch. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I see you, Carson. <laughs> And I immediately clicked the rent button. Nice. Yeah. I, I didn't know it existed until I opened up the Apple TV and it was like one of those banners that's plastered across every single tile. And it's like, you can't not rent this for $20. So you got to do it. And then when you mentioned uh, that text message, I was like, I'm in, let's do it. There's not much else going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, this film came out a while ago Um it may it may seem like this is a review recorded in the past, but it's actually recorded after the election. But whether we recorded it before or after, we still don't know the verdict of anything. So, <laughs> so just so you know, we're not going to really reference much. But we don't know the state of the world. But let's just hope that by the end of this week or few days, whatever, that the state of the world does not become the world that is in this film, Love and Monsters. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a good floor to try to clear i think i feel pretty <laughs> confident i mean we don't know the state of the world i don't know the state of every state like i can't guarantee that georgia won't look like this by the end of the week but i think i think at least where we are probably giant pincher bugs it's going to be a little while before they get here yeah and let's face it uh if the world does turn into this world this universe um I don't know if we're going to be able to survive making it to one of our apartments so that we can record this podcast together. I know, that's true. <laughs> um, but anyways, what do you say, Stephen, we get into this review? Let's do it. All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Love and Monsters, and then we're going to come back and give you all a review. Don't move. Let me see it. Don't move, Amy. Let me see it. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. I love it. That's super sweet, because it's terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Where have you been, Joel? Amy, I love you. I'm going to come find you. The day of the monster uprising was the day I lost everyone. Only a small fraction of humanity survived to move underground. I've been scanning for Amy the entire time. And now I finally found her. Joel! Hey! Joel! Amy, is that you? Oh my god! Hey! How far away is Amy's colony? 85 miles. It's an impossible journey. Everyone will try to kill you. Don't fight, just run and hide. Uh, okay. You really got me going. You got me so I don't know what I'm You all alone? Me too. You don't have to talk about it. You want to come with me? Look out! Is that a samurai sword? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. 
Listen to your instincts out here, man. What if I have terrible instincts? You'll die. Super encouraging speech. You made it all this way for a girl, huh? You ever hear the term fool's errand? No! Amy! I miss you so much. We have lost this war. We could still take our world back. You're more of a survivor than I thought. all right so that was the trailer for love and monsters um it basically exists in a world where um there's this thing that happens that causes like i forget exactly the way to say it in the film but it's like all cold-blooded things or it's like it's basically insects reptiles amphibians all these things become these giant monsters that sort of overrun the planet think a quiet place but real real loud <laughs> and real yeah. real dangerous um and uh basically this our, our main character has been hanging out in a bunker and is, is not doing so well with the survivalness of things um he's mostly just hanging out in the base cooking not doing a lot of stuff and then he finds out that his uh girlfriend who he's been separated for when everything went down is still alive and at another base uh like 80 miles away and decides that he needs to um, put some things together and make the trek to try to get to her encampment um because uh because he misses her (laughs) Uh, this is is like the alternate version of first cow where cookie instead of (laughs) Just maintaining being the cook and being the quiet, humble partner decides that he's going to like go out and trek 80 miles to uh, to find his beautiful bride. Yeah. Um, well, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Love and Monsters? Um, I The word that comes to mind with this movie is enjoyable. And I know that's like terrible from a trying to <laughs> review the quality of something. I mean, it has a nice but, personality. Yeah, like it. <laughs> I, I found this to be very, very enjoyable. I thought this was a super charming movie. Uh, it's the kind of thing I wish I would have seen in theaters because I think I would have fallen for it harder with the kind of big screen. And th- this, I feel like, would have been a great, like, like 1 p.m. Saturday showing. Like, something that I would, like, <laughs> I, w- I would wake up kind of late. I would trek out to the theater. I wouldn't be expecting anything. And then I would be, like, just extremely pleasantly surprised uh, by what I found. Um a lot of that has to do with Dylan O'Brien, uh, the lead actor who plays Joel. So I have not seen any of the Maze Runner movies. So I was completely new to the charms of Dylan O'Brien. And he is such a charming lead. <laughs> did you not review the first Maze Runner with us? No, no. See, I did the Insurgent series with you, but I've never done any Ma- Maze uh, Runner okay. movies. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I find him just extremely likable. Like, like he had the perfect personality. He reminds me a lot of. Uh, I'm totally blanking on uh, the the character in How to Train Your Dragon, the lead. Uh, Hiccup. Oh, Hiccup. Hiccup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he totally reminds me of Hiccup, just in the way he's kind of like self deprecating but funny. And he knows his limitations and he narrates himself at the beginning of the movie. And you just feel like you want him to succeed. Like he, he does yeah. a good job of cultivating that personality. <laughs> You're um, definitely rooting for him in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it works. I, th- I think this movie 
is aided by so things that I tend to love in movies. I love when there is like a good, like a really cute child actor um, or a really cute animal actor. Uh, and this movie had had it all. It had a really cute child actor, uh, the girl who plays Minnow, I thought was adorable. I think I texted you or I just thought it that like, Rawr, I'm going to kill you, Joel Dawson. I'm going to eat you like broccoli. was like one of the cutest lines I've I've heard yeah. this year. Um, she just she's just adorable. Uh, and I loved when her and Yondu were showing him how to survive <laughs> uh, in the wild. Um, uh, it has a great dog actor. Uh, he meets a dog early his, in his adventure here. And I just found his relationship with the dog to be just extremely... I'm just going to keep saying enjoyable. Like, this was just like a movie that made me happy. It felt really good to watch. Um, and it even has a great robot actor. Um, <laughs> so you, you know, Though you get I, all I, of it. That's the whole one, trinity right there. One, like, one of my only nitpicks about this movie is <laughs> the robot can't fucking power a radio because it needs to conserve its battery life but it still will have a con- like it's like i'm sorry i have to turn off the radio so i can conserve battery and then it proceeds to tell a story and like project shit and like do a- i'm like all that took way more energy than the radio like you're just trying mm-hmm. to cut it off for suspense yeah fuck this movie <laughs> <laughs> hey i said one of my only no, nitpicks <laughs> but i i love that scene my like th- this movie has a lot of you remember with uh, with Palm Springs how there is a moment that I'm still not going to spoil that happens in Palm Springs, just like an aside of what is going on in the landscape that I found like surprisingly moving, just because it was like wonder, you know, out of nowhere. This movie has a lot of that. It has a lot of good, quiet moments of wonder where you just feel like, "Wow, this is nice. What a world!" And I think it. It's just clever. It does not stay its welcome. Like it clearly feels like people saw Zombieland and were like, "Yeah, we're going to do this." But it's going to be more like we're we're going to make a more like adventure version of Zombieland, um, and I, I like I'm I'm totally down with it. I like this like exploring adolescent anxiety by killing monsters. Um, I I just think it all works really well. It kind of loses a little steam by the end. Like I I didn't totally care about the ending that much. I like I much preferred just Joel finding himself on this journey from I think he was going from Fairfield to like. I don't know, Jenner Beach or something. It, 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 it's like about 80 miles up in wine country. Um, and yeah, I I just liked it. I thought it was very, very, very nice. And I was happy that I watched it. Yeah, um, I, I I think this film is great. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, it is weird because it came out of nowhere. And I don't know that because I, you know, I like... I like these type of like YA type of films, right? Like I, I'm always oh, down. I knew you were going to love this movie. Like <laughs> the moment it ended, I was like, I really liked it. Chris is going to like it more than me. <laughs> like I, 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 I'm always down for watching them, right? I'm interested in them. I'm, I'm interested. Oh, to feel young again. Oh, I, I just like the idea of, of some of these things. And I'm always curious what universe they're going to have. Like, you know, I've never any of the YA properties that are based on books. I've never like been tempted to go read the books, but I'm always curious, like show me a universe that's, that's interesting and, and like show me the full universe, right? Like make me like actually care about what's going on. And I think like from the get go, this film just immediately pulls you in. Like I'm easily able to identify with this guy <laughs> because yep. I mean, I, I always joke whenever we're talking about like post-apocalyptic shit that I'm like, I am just going to die. I'm not going to make it <laughs> like this is no, this just is, make, make spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is kind of like, you know, like I, I immediately identify with this guy. And, and I think that the film, what kind of surprised me the most is 
Because, you know, like, I wasn't even really tempted to click on the trailer when I ha- saw the giant banners until, like, we had kind of had mm-hmm. our little text back and forth. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks, uh, <laughs> I'm like doing a little <laughs> looking around the empty apartment to see if anybody notices me going like, <laughs> I'm going to watch the shit out of this movie. And, and I was surprised how big it feels. Like you said that, like, you, you know, you kind of wish you could see it in theaters so you could really vibe with it and stuff. And I, like, this is a theater movie. Like this is yeah. the, the effects look great. The, the art design of like the, the like destroyed cities and stuff like that. All that shit looks great. And even like, like the amount of money that was probably spent just on the the scene it's in the trailer where he first gets i'll say separated from his parents <laughs> um yeah. like there is so much shit happening there like and, and it's it's like a 15 it's it, it's a flashback and it's like maybe 10 15 seconds and it's like a lot of yeah. attention to detail was was put in this film to make the big moments seem huge and to make the small moments still feel like you're in a giant world having a small moment and i think that like as you already said dylan o'brien is great in this film um and i think too i think this film is very very smart because i feel like it is i don't want to say too much but i feel like it is it is it is really dealing with the reality of this world. Like it's taking this premise, this YA premise of like, oh, I got to get to my girlfriend. And it's like, well, how would that actually like really work in this world? And what would be the stakes of that? And what would be like the emotional reaction of the people you're with and the people you're going to and like all that kind of stuff. And I, I really found that like a breath of fresh air. Like I was like, oh, you really like thought about that <laughs> like, like this isn't just a thing where you're like going for the 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 lowest like oh let's just do this like romance thing you're like yeah let, let's think about the logistics of this and like actually have that conversation um which which i thought was amazing um i am i do actually think it's kind of funny that like you you kind of didn't care about that ending stuff and what was going on with those groups um mm. but for me it has stakes because of the information he learns by the time he gets there. And it's like, Mm. he goes on a journey, learns some information, and then has to do different things with that information in mind, but still, like, be the guy he has to be and the guy that he is. And I really, really love, like, where his character is by the end, end, end of the film. And, like, the teasing of potential feature films, like, sure, we'll probably never get sequels, but I will watch every fucking sequel that this thing makes. I will watch... It just like I had a lot of fun and like I was just like yes when they're at the end like teasing the possibility of future episodes and just like like there's a whole extended universe here <laughs> right like yeah. like we could watch shows movies anything of just following different groups of survivors as they all try to make their way towards the mountains and I yeah I thought it was fun <laughs> yeah no I I agree and I think that the bigness of it is definitely part of what gives it its charm it, it felt very throwback in a way to me like I. I immediately thought of Jurassic Park, like there, there's everything feels kind of prehistoric, like the plant life that he's walking through. And the fact that the like nature is terrifying, but also amazing. And you're just like following people that are experiencing that. Yeah. Um, I how to train your dragon more than just the lead character, like even just the journey that he goes on. It, it is very much like him learning the different types of dragons and how to understand how they work yeah, and yeah. how to use them. Right. Like that is basically the payoff in this movie is like this, uh, 
misfit character who is like kind of nerdy and filled with certain things he obsesses over, but he isn't prototypically strong or masculine or anything by the end, like that ability to collect facts, like is what makes him great and is what makes him, you know, perfect for leading this brave new world. Um, yeah. And th I just thought that was charming as hell. I like, I really have nothing negative to say about this movie. Like, I think if we reviewed it, the day after i like it's my fault we delayed it a little bit um <laughs> and now it like it's faded in my memory a little so i don't quite have the same joy that i had the moment that it ended but yeah i mean i mean this is just super fun it it is very very nice and you keep you say ya and i get that like uh, like it's got to be targeting that demo like it's pg13 for a reason I feel like this is just a legitimately good movie that might as well not be targeting YA people at all. Like, like, yeah. I, like I think it's more of a nostalgia play. Like, I think this movie works as well of remember what it felt like to be younger and nervous and not really knowing where you fit in. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know that this is a YA franchise in in waiting that just happens to appeal to adults and more like. Yeah, this is a this is a fucking fun action movie about what it feels like to be that age. Yeah. And I think I think too I just went to look it up just to double check. I believe at the time that we watched this, it was only available as a $20 rental. Um but mm -hmm. now you can just purchase it for 24.99 and like I definitely would have just hit the buy button if I could go yeah. back in time and get it because um I would definitely watch this again. Like I <laughs> I thought, I thought it was totally fun. Totally. And I, I think if it was seen by anyone, like, again, if, if theaters were a thing and this had come out in theaters, I think we could have seen it like a sequel. I, I feel like that would be a universe we would live in. Like, I think this is a very lovable movie. And again, he's a total star. Like, yeah, like he's great. You, he can basically anchor. I, I was thinking also of uh, the, the last man on earth um, and how like at least the first episode of that show is all just will forte alone and it totally works and i remember yeah. when i first watched the last man on earth i was like very few people could do this right like very few people could make <laughs> me watch this much of just a person by themselves exploring a post-apocalyptic yeah. world uh and dylan o'brien's got that like i would watch a whole movie where it's only him and the dog <laughs> like yeah, yeah. i would be totally happy with that <laughs> it's will forte and his beard Dylan O'Ryan and his dog, and then Tom Hanks and his volleyball. <laughs> yes. Yeah, th those are the three. Or Tom Hanks and his uh, terminal. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, going back, so I, I was trying to, to add the extra context for the, the pricing stuff. But, but yeah, it, to, to go back to your, your question is, it, it feels like before you watch it, if you just watch the trailer, it feels like it is very YA. And I think, I think to your mm -hmm. point, it does... It does feel like it transcends that quite a bit, um, and maybe or, or maybe I'm just a sucker. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I I had a great time watching it, and uh, if if we would have waited till now when we were going to review it to actually watch it, I could I could own it, but nope. Instead, I yeah. uh, I just rented it for twenty dollars. <laughs> I also, without spoiling too much, I will say. The, the way this movie, the arc of the, like, love story that this movie is telling, I love when a movie pulls off this kind of ending. I feel like it is, like, especially for things with a YA bent, I just love when they manage to go the route that this movie did, and I, yeah. like, I really appreciated that. I think it it gracefully does a couple switcheroos in a way that I think uh, 
work super well for for what the movie's trying to do yeah and it just sure. makes it feel more pure again like it, it feels even less contrived yeah yeah definitely um well shall we get to verdict steven all right, Stephen Miller, if you were going to give us a must-see, record of the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Um, let's see. This is this is a big-time adolescence must-see, but I feel like <laughs> I've been in quarantine long enough now that I'm willing to call that a strong recommend with a caveat. Like, I had a great time watching this movie. It didn't totally stick around emotionally the way that I thought it would, um, but that isn't to dock the movie. It's just uh, this is a fun you know, popcorn-y flick. I, I, like, I think I'll have a great time watching it. I'm just not... I'm now reserving my must-sees for, like, raves. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, I thought it was great. Like, you should, you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think, I think I struggled a little bit, um, like, a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was that we watched this. Uh, Julius had asked me um, what I thought of it. And I was like, I was so conflicted purely because it was a $20 rental, where I was like, in, like... It's it's so weird because if we went to see this at like the Metreon, um, yeah, we'd pay like eighty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be so. I mean, not counting AMC Stubbs, A List, and all that kind of jazz. Um, but like, that's just how much all movie theaters tickets cost. And for some reason now, especially because there are some weekends where like we reviewed multiple things that cost like twenty dollars. I mean, what am like, I, a kajillionaire? <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's like, it feels weird to be like, this is a must see, but also mostly the concern is not the spending the $20. It's the, if I must see it and you spend $20 and then you don't like it the way I liked it, then it's like one of those, it's kind of like when you, you have a movie you love and you try to get your significant other to watch it with you. And then you can't even enjoy it anymore because the whole time you're like, oh, are they liking it? Is this okay? Yeah, Do they story hate of me my for- whole life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it's like one of those things where, um, <laughs> where, where it, it, it just, it, it feels weird. So I'm, I'm going to do the thing that you guys always prod me to do and say, I'm going to give it the Christian AZ rating. I'm going to give it a must see um, because Hell I thought yeah. it was really, really fun. Um, but take it with a grain of salt that if you spend $20 and don't like this film, it's not my fault. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to do it for this review of uh, Love and Monsters. Stephen Miller, people want to find you throughout the week. Where can they do that? People can find me at twitter.com slash or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. And uh, my Venmo is... No, just kidding. <laughs> That's for paying people back for watching the movie. Anyways, uh, you can find the spoiler warning over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning, Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning, or Instagram.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Love and Monsters, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, we have some more stuff to do. Steven and I are going to pack up and go take a trip over to the Blumhouse uh, to bring you some more of those reviews. Um, So look forward to those in the feeds coming soon. Um, Yeah, that's it. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.